Good morning, good morning, good morning, queens. This is Manifest Monday with the Queen Council, baby. We going up on a Labor Day. You hear me? Who? Vacation from prayer? Who? Who got a day off of prayer? Who? Tell me. Tell me. Maybe we don't get no vacations from prayer, okay? No, I'm just kidding. Some days we may not meet, but we still do every holiday, every every chance we get, Lord's willing, um, to come on here and share the gospel, which is the good news of Jesus Christ, to share how to encourage and empower and inspire my fellow queen. We will be here. So I thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for setting your alarm. Thank you for letting the Holy Spirit lead you to just dial in. Uh, I am going to be respectful because it is Labor Day, um, so we won't be on here long today. I just want to really come on and encourage your heart and encourage you in the faith and encourage you to know God's plan concerning your life. Listen, what what better way than to talk about today, granted this is the the um, Western calendar day for Labor Day, Um but that's not the only, you know, that's not the only context or connotation that's important, right? I really want to go to the Word of God and talk to us um, in the Word of God and encourage your heart today. Many of us have been in a season where it seems like all we do is like go, 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 right? seems like all we do is trying to handle this and, and handle that, um, and God is... God is saying, I know that this may be a trying season right now, right? I know this may be a trying season for you, but let me be your peace of mind, right? Let me be your reward. Let me be to you everything that you need and that you are standing in the need of. I want to first go to Matthew 11 and 28, and we're going to do this thing topical. So we're going to um, jump around the Bible with a few scriptures uh, to give you a topical perspective on on what God is saying this morning on this fine holiday, okay? So in Matthew 11 and 28, it says, Come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So I understand that we're in a um, natural holiday, right, where we in the Western culture is celebrating Labor Day holiday, right, uh, Labor Day holiday. And it's it's really something that the, you know, the, the Western culture does, the U.S. does the first Monday of every September, right, and it's to honor and recognize the American labor movement and the works and contributions of laborers and development of the achievements in the United States, right? It's typically a three-day three, three day weekend. It's when you, they celebrate the labors of, of the Americans, right, that, that work tirelessly in and out day and night to help make this country what it is, right, the economic and social achievements of the workers, everyday workers. But even though the culture has a labor day, right, a, a three-day holiday is supposed to be of rest, right, of of relaxation, of, of honoring and acknowledging the hard work that Americans put in every year. Um, 
if they really want to appreciate the work we do, we could talk about the taxes, but that's that's neither here nor there, okay? The fact that this is a three-day holiday that's done every year in the States, done every year in the States to honor the social and economic labors of American people, right, is to, is to say we see your work. We see what you're doing. We see how you labor in this country to live the American dream, to, to have a better life, to provide for your family, and to make this country what it is, right, to make the United States a place uh, to have economic and social freedom, so we, so we say. But the United States is not the only ones that recognize the labor of those who put in work, right, who put in hard work. We just read the scripture in Matthew 11 and 28. God says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So in here, God is, he's acknowledging the fact that, listen, I know you're working hard. I know that you're trying everything that you can to live upright, to do the right thing, to love people, uh, uh, to obey me, to honor me, to drink your water, to protect your edges, and to mind your business. I know, and I know that it gets difficult for you. I know that every day is not sunshine. I know that every day people don't always see what you go through because you wear you wear a smile so well or you're still kind or somehow you still have love in your heart and you still have a smile on your face when you're tired in your body, right? When you've labored trying to do the right thing for your family, do the right thing for God, and do the right thing for the world that you live in, and sometimes you just get tired. You're just tired. You're tired. And the crazy thing is when you're tired, it's like nobody can tell that you're tired without you actually telling them you're tired. <laughs> no one actually knows when you're tired without you blatantly telling them or showing them that you're tired. But here God is saying, I know you're tired, so come to me. Come to me. In the presence of God is the fullness of joy. In his right hands, they are pleasures forevermore. So God is saying, I need you to come bring to me everything that you carry. Come bring to me everything that you are working with, working through, and working on and holding on to. Because he says, I will give you rest. And he said, not only are you laboring, he said, come to me that labor and are heavy laden. And not only are you putting in the work and you're laboring, but you're you're heavy laden. You're carrying things upon you that have now become heavy. They've now become weights. And I heard one of my mentors preach yesterday. He said, weights weigh you down. He says, weights, there's a, the scripture that talks about lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset you. And he was saying how weights and sins are two different things. And weights don't necessarily send you to hell. Weights aren't sins, but they weigh you down. They weigh you down. You're not going to go to hell for being depressed, but it's weighing you down for anxiety, for, for things that you struggle with. But they're weighing you down. They've become heavy. They become things that you are carrying that you have no business carrying anymore. And God is saying, please come lay that on me. Please give that to me. Please let me handle that for you. Please let me take that off your plate. Please let me take that off your shoulder. Like, please. Because I see you. If you thought that you weren't seen before, I see you. And here's here's what he, here's the the rest of it that he says. That was verse that was Matthew, that was verse twenty eight. Verse twenty nine says Now take my yoke upon you. 
in my mind, I'm like, God, you just told me to lay lay something down. Now you told me to pick something up. Like, what? <laughs> pick them up, put them down. Like, what is this? Pick up sticks? But he's saying because what you're carrying has no profitability for you and your destiny. It does not profit for you and your purpose. You're carrying something heavy that has no fruitfulness. It's making things heavier for you and weighing you down, so it's pulling you back. See, the enemy is on your track. My mentor said yesterday, he know he can't take you out. He know he can't destroy you, so he'll just try to slow you down so he can catch up with you. Oh, y'all to hear me. He can't take you out. He don't have that type of jurisdiction. He don't have that type of power. He talked about he told Job, touch everything that he had but save it so his soul belongs and you can't touch his life, right? So he knows he doesn't have certain legal rights and authorities in your life. But he said, if I can let that weight weigh her down, if I can get her heavy laden with grief, with anxiety, with frustration, with overthinking, with perfectionism, with worry, with lack, if I can get her heavy laden with these things, it's going to slow her down. She's not going to have the same fire like she would living for God. She's not going to have the same fire when she has to uh, serve or, or go on her job or do the things that I bless her. She can't even enjoy the blessings because she's heavy laden. So God has said, no, lay that down. That ain't for you to carry. Lay that down at my feet. Let me handle that for you. Now take my yoke. Why? Because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My yoke is easy in comparison to what you're carrying that's pulling you down and dragging you. My yoke is easy and my burden is light because there's a blessing attached to what I'm having you carry. So I said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. He just said, rest twice in the same chapter. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He just told us, I'm going to give you the rest that you seek. Then right after that, verse 29 says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest unto your souls. I mean, if you didn't hear what I said the first time, let me emphasize that again. That's the emphatic principle. I'm going to say it again and emphasize the fact that you need rest. I want you to rest in me. And as I say, as queens, we never crumble and we never quit. But we will rest, but we will never retreat. So God is saying, I need you to rest. I need you to rest. Because you can't handle what I have for you if you carrying stuff that ain't for you. If you carrying problems of everybody else that ain't for you. If you carrying situations that you have no control over that I have complete control of because you ran into into some people that make you feel like just just do it. Are you fine? You got it. No, no, no. He said to cast my cares upon him. He said to take on his yoke. So we want to talk about labor. God is saying, come, come to me. Come to me. Daughter, come to me. Baby girl, come to me. You don't have to keep carrying this by yourself. So what what is some definition of, of labor? I looked this up in the um in the Bible commentary, they use Webster's Revised Dictionary to define labor. So the first definition is physical toil or bodily exertion, especially when fatiguing, irksome, or unavoidable in distinction from supportive exercises, right? So you can have a physical labor where you're physically toiling. You're physically exerting yourself. 
right? And if you know, like I know, sometimes women, sometimes the physical creates the emotional and the mental tiredness. Sometimes the physical tiredness of going, of of being alert, of of being present, right, of doing everything you can, of physically working or using your hands or even using your mind, like it can become, it can start physical, but it can come, it can become mental. It can become emotional, and it can be just as heavy, and you can be just as sore, and and, and you and it's all in your mind because we're mind, body, soul, right? Or mind, body, spirit. We're all we're interconnected. So what may affect one area is going to affect the other area. So that's physical twelve. Second, and I'm out of here. Intellectual exertion. We just talked about that. Mental effort as the labor of compiling things together. Intellectual exertion. So when God is saying labor, He ain't just talking about uh, the United States labor, the workforce, laboring with your hands or laboring on a job. He's saying your intellectual exertion. Sometimes women, we just have decision fatigue. We get, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get decision fatigue where you constantly have to make decisions all the time until you get so tired you can't even make a decision or you can't even really figure out what you should be doing or what you could do or what, what decision you should make because you've been making decisions all day all week, all month, all year, right? Or you can just be intellectually and mentally tired because, again, we're thinkers. We're thinkers as women. We're, we're analyzers. We're, we're workers. We're figure, we figure things out one way or another. And sometimes, I don't know, like for me, some days I just, my brain not braining. Like it's not. I just, I just need to sit here and think about nothing. I just need to be blank, a blank canvas, put on some soft worship music, cut on some instrumental and just let my mind be at peace. Let it relax. I don't have, some days I don't have the mental capacity to, to even answer a text message. Like I can't even formulate how, how to respond. Because when you're laboring, it can involve your mental exertion, your intellectual exertion, right? Here's another interesting definition and how timely. I sent a text email out about September being the ninth month, which represents birthing. So another definition is travail, the pains and efforts of childbirth or any pain or distress. Travail. God is saying, come unto me and rest because you've been travailing. You've been calling out my name in prayer. You've been travailing on behalf of your loved ones, your family, your community, your church, your leaders. You've been in travail. And I know you're getting tired. And I don't want you to get weary in well-doing. But I understand that your divinity doesn't negate your humanity. I understand that you are a divine being that came from me, your royalty. But that does not negate the humanity of who you are. It does not negate the fact that sometimes you're tired from travail. Sometimes you're tired from, from praying. You can pray, and I never, I never imagined this, and I never experienced it because I ain't never prayed this much. Not like, not like this. I pray a lot, but not like this until my body will be tired. My mind will be tired from praying, from praying. I'll find myself falling asleep while praying, right? Because the travail, it actually can, it can take a lot out of you when you're praying for others, when you're calling out the name of others, right? when you're interceding on behalf of someone other than yourself. And that's what I want us to get into the habit to. Yes, some days like I need somebody to pour into me. I need somebody to pray for me. Yes. 
But I want you to get into the habit of praying for someone else the way you would pray for yourself, with the same desperation, with the same intensity, as if it was you crying out, as if it were your issue. Do you have the capacity to really bless someone else through prayer, to bless someone else's life so much so until it, it's as if it was for you? So we, we don't sometimes reach that level, that level of serving, that, that level of prayer. That's, it, that's when you cross into intercession. And intercession is a whole nother ball game, right? So this is what it's telling us that uh, labor is based on Webster's Unabridged Dictionary that the Bible commentary uses physical toil or bodily exertion, intellectual exertion or mental effort, and also travail and any pain or distress, the pains and efforts of childbirth. Matthew eleven twenty eight, our staple scripture, come unto me, come unto me. These are instructions. This is the blueprint, right? When you read the Bible as an instruction manual as well, not just a storybook of stuff you don't understand, you will see it differently. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, What's next? I will give you rest. Then what? Now take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Notice he didn't say take my yoke upon you first. He said first come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Get some rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me and you will get rest for your soul now. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Labor. But what's beautiful, the Bible doesn't even stop there. It doesn't even stop there. Corinthians 15 and 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, term of endearment. This is God telling us how much he loves us through the text. Whenever you see beloved, that's endearment. That, that's, that's like whatever nickname or pet name you have for the people that you love in your life. That's God's way of showing his, his pet name, his, his endearment for us. Beloved. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. Instructions, unmovable instructions, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Instruction, here we go. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Labor Day. Listen, the U.S. ain't the only one celebrating laboring, celebrating the people that are that are out here uh, laboring economically and socially. God is saying, baby, I see your works and labors of love. And it's not in vain. It's not in vain. When you've given in private and secret without looking for a reward, it's not in vain. When you pray for others and didn't even have to make a grand announcement or tell them, it's not in vain. When you've seen God move in your life and move in the, the hands of the lives around you because of your relationship with him, because of his sovereignty, it's not in vain. When you're doing good to those that you know hate you and despitefully use you because you're trying to obey the Bible, you're trying to do what the Bible say, it's not in vain. It's not in vain. You're serving without being seen. It's not in vain. You're working on yourself from the inside out, and every now and then you make a mistake, but God allows you to see the vulnerable parts of you that's still not healing. But he says, it's not in vain. Don't you dare quit. Don't you dare give up. Don't you dare get weary and well-doing. Because in due season, baby, you will reap if you faint not. We be, we be, and correct grammar, we be leaving out that if. 
if you faint not. Meaning he already knows we're going to get to the end. But the thing is, we have to see within ourselves, are we going to quit though? Are, are we going to stop here? Last scripture of labor. For God is not unfaithful or unjust to forget your works and your labors of love. Mm. Because how many people have given labors of love and the love was not returned? How many times have you done something just from the pureness of your heart? Because you were a good person like that and it was not even seen. It was not returned. None of that. God is not unfaithful, unrighteous, unjust to forget your work and labor of love. Your work and your labor of love. Labor of love is defined as productive work performed voluntarily without compensation or reward. Without compensation or reward. God saying you've done some things in secret with no compensation and with no reward given. But you did it anyway. God is saying, I, I see that. I see you. See, we always talk about just God seeing us like when we mess up or seeing our sins or seeing what's done in the dark. Baby, God sees your labors of love. God sees your labors of love. He sees when you show love when you don't have to. He sees when you show love when you don't even get that type of love returned back. I'm not unfaithful to forget that. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care how much time has passed you by. Just where they say karma will find one way or another. Listen, God will find you one way or another and will track you down for a blessing. He will track you down for a blessing. He will find ways to remind you that he's still thinking about you, that you're still on his mind, that he still loves you, that he cares about you, that he doesn't care how many times you fall in a messed up, you can get back up again. So he's comforting us. On this labor day, he's comforting us through our own labor. He said, baby, the U.S. ain't the only ones that acknowledge your labor. They not the only ones. They not the only ones. I am not unfaithful and an unjust God to forget your labors of love that you've shown me. That you've shown people, that, you, that you've shown strangers. He says, I know you're tired. Come to me. Rest. You have permission to rest. You just don't have permission to retreat. But I told you to rest. I told you two times to rest in the same sentence. God is saying pretty soon you won't have to even labor this hard. Pretty soon you won't have to labor a long time. Because I'm going to come through for you. I'm going to come see about you. We now have the relationship of, of Abba Father. Come see about me. He's saying, I'm your father. I'm going to come see about my baby. I'm going to come see about my child. I see her going through, but I also see her enduring, garden, enduring hardness as a good soldier. Enduring it as a good soldier. So Matthew eleven twenty eight said, Come unto me, all ye that are labor, that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn from me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
Corinthians 15:58 Therefore my beloved brethren be ye steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know you know you know this that your labor is not in vain in the Lord and baby God is the best rewarder it's times I've served and done things and and just out of my heart and I'm like man no one no one even saw that to do anything about it no one saw how I did this or do that and God always comes through to show me but I saw it but I saw it. I'm, I'm your reward. Don't look for people because I'll put you on the mind of someone. I'll put you on the heart of someone. I'll put you in the middle of a situation that you ain't have nothing to do that you wouldn't qualify for. But it's my, it's now my labor of love towards you. It's my act of unscripted love for you. For you. This is my love for you. So God is saying, I want you to rest in me. I want you to rest in me. Throw all that stuff you carry. Throw, throw it off. I don't need no weights holding you down. Because where I'm about to take you, you may seem like you're down now in this season. But where I'm about to take you in the next season, I'm going finna, I'm finna to catapult you and skyrocket you. So you may not feel like you're seen now. That your labors aren't seen that the way you love, it isn't seen. That all the, all the things that you've done isn't seen. God is saying, lay all that down. All the, all the feelings and emotions behind it. I ain't saying, don't, I'm not saying it's not valid. I'm saying, lay it down. I'm saying, let me handle it. Let me console you. Let me love you. Let me help you with the intellectual exertion and the mental effort. The physical toil of bodily exertion and the travail. We're in the ninth month. Some of you have been travailing what seems like the whole nine months. Travailing. Because there is something that has to be birthed out of you. And some things, it don't hit the same until you've experienced it. So that's simply what God wants to tell you today. Nothing deep. Nothing, nothing uh, analytical. Nothing revelatory. The revelation is God wants to give you rest. He wants you to lay down the, the weight that you're, you're laboring with, whether it's grief, depression, anxiety, fear, lack, rejection, abandonment, lay it down. Because when I raise you up, it will be all worth it. I feel led to sing this little, this little snippet of a song, little, little slither of a song, and then I'm going to pray and I'm going to dismiss this because that's it. I'm not going to hold you on your, this fine American holiday, Labor Day. And now it's now a labor day in the spirit. It's a day of rest. Whether you have to work, whether you still got things to do, God wants you to rest your mind. He wants you to rest your emotions. He wants you to rest from the inside out and know God. God, you, you relax and rest when you know something taken care of. Like it still has to get done, but you relax when you know for sure who's been called and who's assigned to take care of it. That's what God is saying. I want you to rest today. Rest this week. I hope you've been resting. Lisa. I want you to rest. The song goes, There is a sweet anointing in the sanctuary. There is a stillness in the atmosphere. Oh, come lay down the burdens you have carried. For in this sanctuary, 
God is here. As I sing this song, I want you to surrender right now to God. Whatever you're carrying, give that to God right now. Give him permission to come and take that from you and to take on his yoke that he said is easy and his burden. That's light. There is a sweet anointing in the sanctuary. The sanctuary right now is our prayer call and wherever you are right now. There is a stillness in the atmosphere. Oh, come lay down the burdens you have carried. For in this sanctuary, God is here. He is here. He is here to break the yoke and lift your heavy burden. Oh, come lay down the burden you have carried for in the sanctuary God is here so whatever you're carrying around you have permission to lay it down and when you lay it down girl don't go be trying to pick it back up like really give it to God whatever the issue of your heart is right now God cares God is so mindful of us. I was at, this past weekend, I had to speak at an event. And as the event was over, I posted a clip on, on Instagram just of the the session part. But at the end, when there was no music, no mics, no more audience, no more applause, I'm outside standing there and I'm talking to one of the other women uh, that spoke, one of the pastors. And we're having a conversation, and my back is kind of to the um, the walkway. The building's behind me. There's a walkway, then there's me, and the, there's a lady talking. And as I'm talking to her, this is this is what happens when you really start allowing God to take control. When you really start increasing your prayer life and your walk with God. And y'all know I'm by far I'm not I've not arrived at all, but I'm striving to be closer to God, right? And so I'm talking to her and I don't know what made me turn around. I don't say I don't know. The Holy Spirit had me turn around. And as I turn around I grab the, the first person walking by me. It's a young girl and her daughter. Young young woman. And I just grab her. And I say, How are you doing today? Mind you, I don't know this girl from a can of paint. So the the lady I'm talking to, she starts walking off because she assumes that I know her. And we're going to engage in conversation. So she kind of starts leaving so she doesn't interrupt. And I just grab her and say, how are you doing? And she's just like, I'm okay. And I said, it's going to be all right. I was like, God loves you. I was like, it's going to be okay. You're going to be just fine. And immediately she burst into tears. Burst into tears. I don't know this girl. Never saw her in my life. Didn't even get a good look at her. I just felt the Holy Spirit have me turn around, and I just grabbed her and started ministering to her. I then grabbed everything out of her hand with no permission, and I lay it down. And I hug her, and I hug her so tight. And I just tell her, God loves you. God loves you so much. 
whatever you're going through right now, God is with you. God loves you. And she's just bawling, crying in my chest. And her little her little girl is there just picking at the little pearls on my shirt, but she's adorable. And she's just crying and crying. I asked her, can I pray with you? And I sit there and I, I pray with her. And I mean, I pray with her as if I were praying for my own flesh and blood, as if I was praying for myself. And I pray over her daughter and God starts speaking to me through me to her while I'm talking. And afterwards, she starts confirming everything that I said in the prayer. She just starts pouring her heart out. She says, I'm just so tired. She's like, I'm so tired. She's like, you don't know. I didn't even know what I was going to do just now. She's like, I was so tired. She's like, I wasn't even supposed to be here. I wasn't even going to get out the bed and get out the house. She didn't want to go nowhere but something. I just got up and, and started walking. She's like, but I'm just so tired. You don't know what that girl was about to go do. Because she literally could tell she just got up out of bed, just got up and started walking. You don't know. Downtown, downtown in the heart of the city. So God wants us to know just how mindful he is of us. How much he cares about us and for us. How much he does not want us to go through life living the way we're living. Carrying these burdens. Holding on to things that are now weights and weighing us down. Weighing down our productivity. Weighing down our purpose and our destiny. God wants us to lay it down. And I told her that God loved her so much that he had us in this divine Kairos moment just to speak to her. You know, when stuff is over, I'm gone. Like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm just out there just talking and how he turned me around and sent her that very direction in that very moment just to get a word to her, just to get a word to her, a stranger. I don't know this person, but that's God's way of letting us know. And I pray that God sends you the strength that you need, that God sends you the answers that you're looking for. Holy Spirit, we thank you for this moment with you. We thank you for this Kairos divine moment with you, God. God, I pray over every queen represented on this call and every woman that is here. God, I pray that you would be the lifter up of her head, God. That you would bear the weight, God, of the burdens that she carries, God. That you would bear the weight, God, of the things that she's been carrying around with her, God. That she hasn't told anyone about. She's been smiling through it. She's been pushing through it. And God, you want her to pass it to you, God. You don't want her to keep pushing through. You want her to pass those burdens to you that don't belong to her and take on your burden take on your yoke so god i pray strength to your queens god strength to their minds strength to their bodies strength to their emotions strength to everything that concerns them god i pray that you allow them to come to you and find rest because you're not unfaithful to forget their works and labors of love god God, will continue to labor in love for you. We'll continue to do the right thing. We'll continue to, to, to encourage and uplift others, God. We will continue, God. God, we apply the blood of Jesus over every woman, over every queen. I apply the blood of Jesus over our family, over our household, over our home, over our mind, and over her body. Enemy, this far can you come, but you can't come no further. We rebuke the spirit of sickness, accident, death, disease, abandonment, rejection, low self-esteem, depression. We break it off of the backs of your queens right now, God. We break it off and we lift that heavy burden. In the name of Jesus. God, we leave this place whenever your presence, God, we ask that you would be with us, God. That you would allow the words of our mouth, the meditation of our heart to be acceptable in your sight. That we would hide, hide this word in our heart that we might not sin against you, God. And that we would be a light to someone in the dark world, God. We decree and declare that we are healthy, we are whole, and we are healed. Favor follows us and finances flow freely to us. We walk in peace.
prosperity, and purpose. And it is so. And the queens of God said, Amen, Amen, and Amen.